Welcome into the Irish NFL show. Michael here. We're live. It's 10 p.m. in Ireland and the UK, 11 p.m. in Europe. Welcome in, everybody. Joined by Colin, joined by Brian. Lads, good evening. How's it going? How are you getting on? It's, uh, does, it, does it ever uh, stop uh, in 2021? It seems like there is just something every single day. Uh, first off, we are on Pundit Arena. And secondly, Brian, I don't, I don't know if you want to start this off. Hashtag, where's Mark? Maybe get that going again? Or? Uh, give him time. He'll, he'll arrive. In fairness, you, you only gave him a couple of hours notice. <laughs> yeah, didn't expect this show tonight, so... Well, lads, do you know what? I didn't tell you boys this, right? So I was sitting. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. Get some comments in as well. I was sitting um, in Belfast earlier on, and my wife said to me, are you recording tonight? And I was like, I'm not recording tonight. Why would we be recording tonight? It's, it's like Monday night. Yeah, it's Monday night, isn't it? Yeah, it's Monday nights. You know, there's no football on. Who cares sort of thing? And obviously, 40 minutes later, uh, this happens. So, uh, yeah, I mean, JJ Watts, I personally think... Did anybody see this coming? Apart, I mean, apart from Cardinals fans, JJ Watt signs with the Cardinals uh, a reported thirty-one million dollar move over two years. Um, Colin, let's just jump straight in there because we got a guest coming on about 10, 15 minutes. What's your thoughts on this deal? Um, we probably should have seen it coming a little bit more with the goings on on social media over the the last while. DeAndre Hopkins reaching out saying, uh, "Let's finish what we started." And uh, I think one of their L, uh, linebackers offering to to be JJ's personal um, chef. So, look, I, I don't think realistically, though, um, we really saw JJ Watt going there. But we have talked before, this is lying season. This is where GMs, players, agents put all sorts of stuff um, out there. Uh, to see, you know, to to put up smoke screens, to to find out, uh, you know, what offers are on the table from others. Uh, to me, you know, this is, a, I suppose, a bit of the the Steve Nash. It makes sense for for JJ in terms of his body, the age that he's at. Why not um, live it up in Arizona? I have spent a, a Christmas in Arizona. It is a, a, a wonderful place in, in the winter time when everyone else is, is snow and ice. So, in comparison to, to Green Bay, Buffalo, or, or Cleveland, the climate is going to be much nicer to uh, a guy who is, um, you know, has gone through his fair share of injuries over the, the last number of years, but played 16 games last year. Um, the other person this uh, probably impacts is uh, Russell Wilson, who uh, has yet a, another person chasing him down. Um, and, uh, you know, he was already not happy with the amount of times he, he got hit. Um, and I, I think for JJ, he's probably looked at it and said, look, this is an opportunity for, for me to, to play opposite um, Chandler Jones and, and to not be double teamed. Um, which which I'm sure he'd be uh, quite fond of. I mean, when you look at the stats since 2012, one and two in terms of the number in, of sacks, Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. So you put those guys together, as long as Jones can come back from last season's um, injury, and that makes the, the Cardinals ostensibly quite formidable um, in terms of pass rush. Um, I'm not sure whether I, I, I would trust Vance Joseph, but to me, um, you know, J.J. Watt, we've talked about before, going to bring a wealth of experience and a wealth of leadership to that Cardinals team. Now in their third season um, under their, their head coach and uh, with Murray, I would, 
I think it's reasonable for Cardinals fans to have expectations that they will make a um, not just to the playoffs, but to make a serious, um, you know, effort within the the playoffs this year. Brian, we've seen there, and obviously Colin's talked about it there, about the potential now for this Cardinals team. And we'll talk about that in the next segment of the show. But really quickly, just first of all, your reaction. We know we, we've seen Ian Rappaport and JJ Watt tweet out very recently before the show went live in regards to uh, in, in regards to JJ. He's obviously on his way to Arizona now. Were you as shocked as I was with this? Because I, you know, I don't think anybody's seen this coming over here, man. Yeah, I was, and, and to be honest, it's a few hours since we had the, the initial conversation, and I'm still torn as to whether I think it's a, a good move. Um, we we felt that he wasn't going to chase the money; he would have got paid. But the deal was his 31 million, 23 million is guaranteed. So some people would say he's gone to Arizona, which has the one of the least uh, taxable. It's one of the least taxable income states in in America. So that's obviously helped him financially. And um, I think the, the Lance Joseph thing. I don't think we should. Uh, underestimate him maybe how much of that factor that was because he has played with him um previously when he was in when josh was on the the panel in in houston uh, in texas in terms of being the defensive coordinator so he has familiarity with who he's going to be working for but it's a strange in the way because the cards have only got 11 million at the moment to play play with and i know in the in the coming weeks there's going to be a lot of players released from a lot of teams but they've got peterson to sort out Reddick, who had seven sacks against the Giants last year, it looks like he potentially could move on. So whilst Jones is there, they are going to lose other players in the team who are good factors in terms of how well they did last year. So I just I, I think it's a strange one to be honest. I know that D Hop was pushing to get him there, but and in a division that's a really tough division, like Seattle, we touched on Wilson. Seattle are still a really good team. The Rams have obviously made their move already very early in this offseason in terms of getting Stafford in. So they're obviously going to be going for a big time next year. And then you've got the, the Cardinals, who looked like they were the up-and-coming team last season until probably until Murray picked up that injury. And he was he came back and played reasonably well. He never really was the player that we saw in the first half of the season. Whilst they still had a chance to make the playoffs at the very end. So, yeah, I can see why people will say they're a team that are on the upward curve in terms of potentially moving on into the playoffs. And we did say that last week during the show. He may not just go to a team who are literally the challengers, such as the Bucks, such as the Chiefs. He might look at a team that are literally just a couple of players away from intensely having a real push. But I'm still not sure whether he will make a massive difference in order to get the Cardinals to the I promised mean, land. I, I understand what you're saying there in regards to maybe going to the team just under that there. Surely the Bills would, would be a better option. That's like Kyler Murray is a good prospect. Uh, could that team win a Super Bowl in the next two or three years? How wrong could I be proven in LA next year? I just I just don't, I just um, don't see it. I, I'm shocked I, by the move, to be honest. Yeah, I read a report yesterday around if the Bills are to make a move to get him, if they really push on to get him, they're going to leave themselves very, very tight in terms of I, what they can do in free agency. Which way I, I go back to the, the money that's involved here. 21 million, 23 guaranteed. Yeah, it's hard to see. It's hard to argue that it isn't money motivated to a certain extent i think it is I, i'm like you know i like jj watt and i have no hesitation in saying i think it's a money move i'd like to I mean in in the at, at the guy's stage of the career you know of, of his career he probably could have went to green bay for a lot less money and and challenged for a for, for a championship man like some of the packers fans on on, on our twitter account side are fuming you know not just because they thought they had it it made more sense for him to maybe take a bit of a cut 
go to Green Bay, maybe maybe Aaron Rodgers takes a little slice of the cake away for him, and 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 they really push for that championship. I just all this talk about Vance Joseph. I mean, Vance Joseph has this one head coaching gig in his career. He's he doesn't deserve one again. I I know me and Colin were probably biased in that regard, but for me, it's it's a weird decision. I, I obviously look. I, I hope it works out well for him, but. We will talk about it later on because we've got a segment looking at that division in general and, and what the other teams now have to do. Before we actually bring our we've, – we've got a guest from ESPN on, uh, folks, just before we do that there. Obviously, if you're listening on our podcast in, in audio form, please uh, give us a subscription. Recommend us to your friends, etc. If you're listening to us here now live on Twitter or Periscope or Facebook, please give us a comment and we'll try and get your views across. There's a few – Cardinals fans very happy today in Ireland and the UK. Lads, I guess for me, the next topic before we have our guest on, and I know we've touched on I know we've touched on it a wee bit, and hopefully by the time we finish this, Mark comes in, who knows? But um, are the Cardinals now contenders? Um I'm gonna start this off very quickly. You know, what's the impact of this move for Arizona? I can't see it. Unless Kyler Murray makes a big jump, boys, I just can't see how it makes them a contender. Obviously, you know, you've mentioned there a second ago, their defense now greatly improved, but offensively, I still think they're short. I, it obviously improves the team, but does it improve the team to the point where they're getting deep in the playoffs? I, I don't think so, to be honest with you, which is why, Brian, I go back to what you're saying there a minute ago. It does seem financially motivated, but at the end of the day, if we were in his position, we probably would have done the same. Colin, what do you think? I think, honestly, I think you were being very harsh on JJ Watt. I think the Cardinals oh. were there or thereabouts last year. Um, I don't see why he can't. they can't take a jump with him. And also the fact that, I mean, he's going to know some of the people there. Um, we don't know what kind of conversations he's had with um, Hopkins. Um, maybe he's heard great things about um, playing there, what the, the coaching staff is like, um, what, what it's like to, to live in the area. Maybe he wasn't as impressed when he talk to people uh, about the the other teams. Um, I, I don't think it's all about money. Um, he's not that that type of guy. I think it's very easy to dismiss it um, as entirely based on money, but it's, it's not like he's going to a franchise who weren't there or pushing um, last season. Yeah, they, they didn't make it, but um, they need a, a little bit extra to take them over the hump. He obviously thinks he can probably bring that. To me, it, they were in and around, and I do think it's fair that the Cardinals fans would have expectations um, now. Um, I, I'm intrigued to see um, whether Larry Fitz comes back for one final rodeo or not, or, or whether he has uh, indeed gone off into the, the sunset. Um, you'd love to see Larry um, have another push to, to try and get a ring. I think they are. I think that they, they should be seen as... Um, you know, if not Super Bowl contenders, um, certainly in in the mix to to get into the the championship game, um, and I I think that by bringing him in, um, they lacked a little bit of know how last year. Uh, I think that that was one of the thing that was evident that they they really missed. They will bring that in in JJ Watt. So to me, it it makes sense. I don't think it was purely on the money. I think it was, a, yes, he obviously wanted to to get paid, but I do think he looked at climate. I do think he looked at lifestyle. And I think he looked at and said, this is a team that, you know, why can't they they make a serious um, push? What if Russell Wilson leaves that division? 
um, you know, that that's a real possibility. So to me, uh, weighing it, he he's taken it all in and he's weighed it all up and he's decided on the Cardinals. He surprised us, yeah, but we probably shouldn't have narrowed it down so much uh, to just the three. What's your thoughts, Brian? Do you think the Cardinals are now contenders in both the NFC and the Super Bowl next year? It's very difficult to say that now, obviously, because we're so early in the offseason and we haven't even seen free agency or the draft. But I still think back, to, I just look back, at, I look at the division and we haven't even touched on the 49ers. And I think we'd all agree we're, we're bound to see a rebound from them next season. Whether Jimmy G is the quarterback or not is another is another conversation. But you would expect Shanahan and Lynch to put a plan together to, you know, and a lot of injuries last year. Like they are a very good team still with what they have. Seattle, just on the Wilson team, we didn't touch on it last week. If they decide to trade him, 39 million dead cap. Can't see how the, the Seattle will, will even consider that now. Maybe next year. Don't see it happening now. For me, the Rams look a serious threat already. So it's a stacked division. So if he's thinking playoffs, he's thinking getting to the Super Bowl, surely there was other alternatives with a, that were mo- that was just as enticing as going to play in Arizona. But look, you know, we could be here this time next year saying it was the best move ever. Like Tom Brady won, worked out great after one year. It was to say what won't be a similar type of influence and go in there. I'm just t- there has to be other factors to it than just why he's gone there. Obviously, you know, they could have sold him a, bit, a, a much better picture going forward long term over the two years than what others did. Who knows? That's a fair point. Um, and also, you sort of mentioned there about Tom Brady coming in. And those moments that are unforgettable, I don't think anybody's ever going to forget that day when Brady obviously announced he was leaving the Patriots. I mean, the world was going into a pandemic that we haven't got out of yet, but that's a different conversation for a different time. But it does lead me to this fact, boys, and we obviously announced it last night. We are planning, column um, big free agency coverage, which I now have to go back and take JJ Watt's picture out of. Yeah, um, look, they, we've already seen that this year um, there, there's something that happens all the time. And the we're still, like this day, two weeks is uh, really when things are were supposed to kick off. Um, but we have a full week uh, of um, shows planned uh, as, as the, the league season will be kicking off. Uh, but we're getting in because... Usually it's the two days before the first day of the league season when there's a lot of uh, kind of um, trading that goes on. So we will be there from the 15th Tampering. of March. Tampering. Tampering. One Tampering. could argue. Well, well yeah, you could, you could call it different things, you know. Um, you can call it different different things. Uh, but well, we will be is, there the full it week. Is, it is called the tampering period. So, you know, and by and large, by the time the league officially starts come... Wednesday the 17th, by and large, most of the big deals are done, which is great for us because we get two nights to talk about them. So, and just on the JJ, it's funny when we just when we started speaking about this a couple of weeks back when he was released, we felt that this deal would be done a lot sooner in terms of leading up to free agency. So it has played out that way in a sense that he's made the decision and then he lets, he lets the rest of the big guys get on with it in two weeks, pick their teams. I agree. And it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens over the next uh two or three weeks but even then it doesn't really die down because we still have the draft talk as well so it's one of those seasons where it just hasn't stopped it, it I, I know there was that, that initial die down for three or four days after the super bowl but it's just went from there so I, i'm excited to see where we can go colin you mentioned there i think it was i think it was you Brian mentioned that other teams that jj Watt could have went to i mean 
I, I know I mentioned the Packers, but was there anybody else that screamed out for you that we, that we maybe haven't mentioned that you thought might have been a good move? I know it's rubbish now, but it's still, for I think, for the fans of those teams where there was a lot of speculation because, you know, we can bet on over here. Who did you think he may have went to that you didn't really tell any of us? Um, the, I, I, the talk had all had been a lot of talk around the the Browns and and whether he was he was going to go there, um, and obviously the the opportunity to have played uh, opposite Miles Garrett, um, would have also afforded him the the chance not to be double teamed quite as frequently. But look, if I'm JJ Watt as well, right, and I look at say what demarcus Ware did when he came in he played opposite von miller and how effective that was for the the broncos like having two elite pass rushers um, and teams therefore not being able uh, to double team them makes it makes all the difference you know um for the for the cardinals i really think they're going to want to look as well at the interior because if they can get pressure coming up the interior and you have their jones and jj watt that will make them a, a absolutely formidable uh, outfit um he you know jj played uh played the game very well he never kind of tipped his hat so we were always relying on other people and other reports as to who he was interested in and what he was interested in um he kind of led everyone a, a merry dance and uh look where he's uh, ended up today yeah michael as, as well as that like i can imagine that all these teams that were speculating over the past week you know, for all we know, two or three of them probably weren't even in the picture, or maybe we're in the picture at a very early stage. Got got a kind of initial conversation around what's as you said, it's not all about the money. This was give or take the expectation of what it was required as part of the deal, and probably backed away very quickly because what came out was a very a big surprise very early on was that the Browns were an interest. And if you looked at the Browns at the end of the season, in terms of defense performances, which were very strong, you would have thought they wouldn't sort of need to go after him, but they seemed to be interested. Then that conversation seemed to, seemed to go away. Then it was about Buffalo. You know, we all felt that the Chiefs might have been in play. That never materialized. So you'd wonder in the end how many teams were actually you know, involved. It could have been down to two or three. There are rumors that up to ten or nine or ten teams were initially interested. I and mean, yeah, it goes to your point how many teams were actually in for him in reality. Do you know what I mean? It's like going into a shop and saying you want something, but you don't actually go try something on, you just leave. Do you know what I mean? Um, Colin, I know we're going to jump on the Broncos bandwagon here, but Mark isn't here to annoy us, so we're just going to say it. Because it has relevance to the whole league here. This move has a domino effect. Look at Von Miller. How much is Von Miller on at the minute, Colin? $18 million a year? This has a massive domino effect. I just can't see how he will stay on that money as it stands at the minute. Um, well, look, we'll, we'll, ha we'll have to, to see. Uh, there are various different factors on the, the Von Miller um, situation. Personally, I'd love to see Von stay just because uh, everything that he's, uh, he's done for, for the, the team and, and the franchise. Um, but Von, Von is, is a very different character to, say, somebody like Ware or even Watt. He, he's not going to be that kind of super loud voice in the, the dressing room. He's a different sort of, of character. Um, what you're you're getting with a J.J. Watt is that that leadership, that voice. And I mean, well, the other thing that this you know impacts on is the the Texans and and Deshaun Watson. And now now J.J. is officially gone. We know where he's going. So all eyes now focus on Watson and. and 
we all remember the video of JJ and Deshaun walking off and JJ saying, I'm sorry we wasted what, one of your years. Um, so, you know, it tells you um, the the level um, of, um, of almost dysfunction that, that's going on. And look, we saw um, John McLean come out. You know, I think the, the Deshaun Watson thing is in motion. When team-friendly media are saying that, you know, it's probably time for, for this to, to do, um, you know, that tells you where we're at. So interesting times ahead. Brian, I know you have another point to make, but our guest is here as long as he's ready to go, and presumably he is. He's had a very busy day, so I'm sure Brian will get your point across after. Lads, delighted to welcome uh, Josh Beinfuss from ESPN, obviously. Whoops, full screen, Josh, apologies. <laughs> there we go. I literally said in the DM there now, we're using this thing for the first time ever, but obviously Josh from ESPN uh, and a Cardinals reporter. Welcome into the show. We, we, we massively appreciate you on what's a very busy day, just joining the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Obviously, look, I mean, take us behind the scenes here. You know, it, this happened at 5, 5.30 in Ireland, so like half 10 in the morning or something in Arizona. What what goes through your mind when this is announced? Obviously, a huge day for Cardinals fans. So it's funny. I was actually um, – this morning was really slow, right? I was going to go – I was planning on getting a workout in. I was doing a little work. Um, and I wanted to watch Jason Sudeikis's um, acceptance speech from the Golden Globes last night. So I was Googling that, trying to find it, um, and I saw a link to watch some clips from Ted Lasso. And I'd already seen it, but I'm like, God, it was such a good show. Let me go back and watch some more clips. So I'm going through, just went down the rabbit hole of YouTube, watching these clips, and all of a sudden I get a text, J.J. Watt to the Cardinals. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be busy. And it just like, my day just took off like three hours. It was nonstop. Um, but I'm calm now. We're good. Um, you know, a lot of interview requests, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it was a pretty hectic uh, couple hours for me. Are you surprised by the deal? Because just initially before you came on, we've been discussing around the teams that we felt were, you know, I suppose, in the sweepstakes. And it hasn't materialized the way we expected. So we are quite surprised that he has decided to, to go to the Cardinals. And I know he had a, a reasonably good season last year, missed the playoffs week 17, looking to push on, but just your initial thoughts. Um, you're not the only one who's surprised. I think a lot of people are shocked. I was a little surprised, you know, for a long time, you know, we heard um, the Bills were in, you know, we're going to be a team he was interested in, the Packers, you know, um, there are a couple others, but you never heard the Cardinals. And, you know, I, I, I've done this long enough where when you start hearing those, you know, when you start hearing information from a variety of different people and it's all the same, you kind of have an idea of where it's coming from, right? So you, you kind of knew that these, this is actually what was happening. But for the Cardinals news to break today, and it be the Cardinals, like, I was a little taken back because, A, you, just didn't, you, you didn't hear anything about them being involved. And, B, I didn't necessarily think they had a need for another pass rusher. So it kind of led me down two paths of thinking. One was they're going to pair him with Chandler Jones and have this incredible pass rushing duo, or – they're going to figure out that they might be parting ways with Chandler Jones. You know, he's a $20 million cap hit in 21. And with the lower salary cap around the league, you know, it, it's not crazy to think that a team might have to part ways with a player of that caliber, even though the Cardinals GM, Steve Kime, said he, quote, rejected the idea of, of having to, of cutting uh, Jones. But the finances, you know, money talks. And I think that at some point, they might have to take a look at it, but there are other ways they can get around it. So those are kind of my two ways of thinking with all this. Um, but I was I was just as shocked as everybody else. 
Yeah, I suppose um, we were talking as well. Um, you've got two Broncos fans in, in myself and Michael, and obviously we remember when the Broncos brought in uh, DeMarcus Ware and paired him with Von Miller and, and the success that, that had there. And I suppose one of the things w was a feeling, and this is from the outside, be interested in hearing your perspective, that maybe um, one of the things that the, the Cardinals lacked last year was that little bit of know-how, a little bit of extra leadership, and, and that one of the things that Watt really brings into the building alongside his playing ability. Um, I would agree with that to a point. I think that they had all that on the team. They just weren't healthy. Guys like, you know, Corey Peters, um, he got hurt. Chandler Jones got hurt. He brought some of that. So it was there, but it wasn't there, if that makes sense. So adding a guy like J.J. Watt, I think will add a lot of experience. There's a lot of respect. There's a huge respect factor on that locker room now with him. And I think that that's going to play um, a huge role in his add to this team, right? Guys are going to look at him and be like, holy cow, you're, you're J.J. Watt, right? So that's going to be a big, be a big part of it. Um, and then obviously getting Chandler Jones back. We don't know what's going to happen with Corey Peters. He's a free agent. So, yeah, I, I think I think adding him could add to some of that leadership. Um, you know, having a veteran guy like that, a superstar like that, um, well, you know, it, it, it can add. It can help. Um, but but I think that they definitely had that last year. It just wasn't readily available, I guess you could say, because those guys weren't on the field every, every down. So it's going to be there with Watt. It's just a matter of, you know, will he stay healthy? I mean, I think it's a valid question. He's played – 16 games, I think twice since 2015. So um, he definitely carries that with him. They have other guys who can carry that with them too. So it's just going to be a matter of how it all, you know, how the locker room works when you have a new guy like this of that stature coming in. It's going to be really interesting to see what a reinvigorated JJ Watt might be like in Arizona. Man, look, I'm just going to jump in here now selfishly and say, love Ted Lasso. Love it. Fantastic. It's great. Very underrated. <laughs> if it, these two boys haven't watched it yet, but get onto it. Um, we actually had this discussion before you came on the show and look at me obviously you work in the market there in arizona so it might be a different conversation but how much of this today do you think raises the ceiling for this cardinals team do you sort of think it's not, it's not a big deal because you think there's a lot of talent there or or do you think this changes the game in, in arizona for the cardinals going forward it's a good question i think it should raise the game for them right they go eight and eight last year they miss the playoffs that was had a lot to do. I had more to do with the offense than did with the defense. But now you add a guy like JJ Watt, and if he plays up to his potential, coupled with Chandler Jones playing up to his potential, this defense could be very, very, very good. You know, there's still, there's, there will be some other areas they need to address that could really make this team, this defense, very good. But a lot of it's going to have to do with how good the offense is and how consistent the the offense is. Now, the flip side of that is you have all this talent. You have all these names, Kyler Murray. Chandler Jones, now J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, Buda Faker, like all these big names. If you're not going to win with all these names, they don't they don't mean anything, right? It doesn't it doesn't matter who you have if you can't win with them. So yes, the stakes have been raised for this team. I think if they get the right pieces on offense, this team could be. And I'm not trying to sound. Um, I'm not trying to blow smoke up, up up anyone's backside here, but this team could legitimately be. A Super Bowl contender if they get the right pieces on offense. I think if this when this offense gets clicking, it's very hard to stop. But it rarely clicked last year. I think we have to admit that. So it is a major uh, boost for this defense. But when the offense is going three and out every you know every every series quickly, and the defense is on the field, it doesn't matter how good you are, you're going to get worn out 
by midseason, and that's going to ruin the rest of your year. So, yes, to answer your question, yes, it's it, it. There are the potential is there for them to go deep in the playoffs. Obviously, they have to get to the playoffs. I think that's more on the offense than the defense. Josh, this I suppose this signing today could lead to a domino effect, not just in in Arizona, but across the league in terms of teams starting to release players over the coming weeks. You know, we don't know what the final cap number is going to be. Um, I'm just wondering, do you see major any more changes in terms of players leaving the Cardinals that potentially could be released because it's just to rectify the cap situation? Like I look at it tonight, 11 million. Like Reddick, who had a really good season last year, there's a lot of talk of him moving on. Like, will what cause other deals to go through from a negative point of view in terms of players having to move on? Yeah, well, so Reddick's a free agent, so I think yeah. that that's that's part of that's that's a little different. But I mean, Chandler Jones could be one of those guys. Like, I don't think it's going to happen, but he could be. You know, I think that there might be a small chance that we could see Devon Kennard be one of those guys. He has a seven point eight million dollar cap hit next year. That's a lot of money, especially when the cap is what one eighty one eighty five. Like, that's significant. Um, other than that, I don't really think we're going to see anybody be released because of the cap number. Now, the problem with the problem we're in at this moment, this second, is that we don't know the details of JJ Watt's contract. So, you know, thirty-one million over two years, twenty-three million guaranteed, but we don't know how the cap numbers look. We don't know how that money's spread out because usually, the whole, you know, every time we hear guarantee, it's people just take it and run when there's a lot of unknowns and there's financials and all these guys create crafty ways to spread it out over all these years and all this other stuff. So, you know, once we know more details about it, I think that we have a, you know, a better conversation about how this could affect this team, but they could have set it up where maybe it doesn't affect them. I don't know. Like, so there's still a lot to be seen there, but other than, than the possibility of Chandler either being cut or restructuring his deal to make more cap room, I just don't see anybody else being affected by that. Okay. Yeah, as, as you say, it will be interesting to see how they they structure the the, the contracts over the particularly this year and, and what teams are going to do. I suppose um, just just wondering um, with you being um, you know covering the Cardinals in terms of Larry Fitz, uh, is there any uh, thinking on on what Larry might might do? Are we going to see Larry come back for one last rodeo? If I had the answer to that, I would be driving to Las Vegas right now and making a lot of money. Um, in short, the answer is no. We have no idea what he's doing, and it's it's interesting to me because he's so we've played this game with him for the last like what four or five years, and we've never waited this long into the offseason for him to decide. So that means one of two things to me, at least. One, it means he's done. He's retiring because he's always said when he retires, he's going to ride off into the sunset. He doesn't want the pop and circumstance. He doesn't want the farewell tour. None of that stuff. So maybe he's just done. All right, maybe this is it. The other side is maybe he was waiting to see what happened. Maybe he knew the cap situation was going to be an issue. Maybe he, you know, he didn't know what, you know, maybe he knew there were other parts that needed to be fixed. Because the one thing that we've heard from Kyler Murray a couple of times at the end of last season was that there were issues to fix. He was very vague about it, but he was also very clear that there was something off with the offense. So maybe Larry's trying to figure that out too. Um, I don't know. I've talked to him once this offseason. It was when he was playing in a golf tournament here, and I said, what's going on? And basically he was like, I'm just golfing. He taught, He was at another celebrity golf tournament this past week. Someone asked him if he's a strategist. He's like, I'm just golfing. So Larry's just golfing. That's all we know. Larry's just golfing a lot. So other than that, we have no idea. But I think it's very interesting, a little weird, that we're in March and we still don't know. 
Josh, this is probably one of the busiest days you've had in terms of media in, in, in a while because of, of the, the size of this deal and, and obviously the the personality of JJ Watt. But can I just say publicly, lads, and I, 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 was, I wasn't really chatting to these two guys. Josh, we reached out to you three or four hours ago and you agreed to come on in such short notice. So we... We massively appreciate it, man. Seriously, hopefully we can get you on maybe sometime around the draft or maybe in the future. But uh, hope you it. enjoy the next few days and, and hopefully you get to chat to JJ, not on Zoom, but properly. And uh, just wish you all the best going forward, man. F- thanks very much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Look, let's do it again soon. Appreciate thanks, it, Josh. Josh. Have a good yeah. day. Thanks, Josh. Right, thanks. Uh, and that was uh, Josh Weinfuss from ESPN. Great to have Josh on. Appreciate his time as well, and we'll put that out separately as well on our, on our podcast later on. Lads, uh, interesting to hear from Josh, his, his opinion on the Cardinals. So now we can go back to our, you know, this is, this is what works. And anyway, the next topic, boys, because we've only got about 20 minutes or so, okay? So we've got to bomb through this. We sort of touched on this, right? So we'll not, we'll not talk too much on it. But, lads, where do you think this leaves the NFC West? Obviously, the, the Rams have made their moves already. But if you're the 49ers calling if you're the Seahawks, where do these dominoes now go? Like looking at Russell Wilson, looking at the 49ers, what do you think is going to happen over the next few weeks? Um, I I don't think, I still remain, uh, you know, I in two minds about what the 49ers will do. I really don't think they're committed to Jimmy G. Um, I don't think what John Lynch said meant that he's the, the definite starter there. I think they will have a look to see what else might be out there. Um, so we, we, we will see on that. Obviously they had a, a huge number of, of injuries last year, but everybody had injuries last year. So, um, and, and uh, with the Rams, we, we have to see what Matt Stafford can, can do. Uh, so there, there is still so much in play because you, I don't think the, the 49ers are out of it. Obviously we have to see what Russell Wilson, um, is going to do. And I mean, the Peter King had, had a piece this morning where he talked about like, if, if one of the Russ's kind of chosen teams were to, to really make a push to get him that he thinks he could see him going. And if not, um, if, if Russ doesn't want to go to the team that comes up with the best offer, he thinks that uh, it doesn't happen. So I think there's lots to, to play out in that uh, division uh, as well as across the league. So we're going to have to see over the next few weeks. We'll probably be in a better position at, towards the end of March, but even then you got the draft to come. Brian, for me, I think the Russell Wilson situation is going to be very, very interesting. What's your thoughts? Um, last Friday, when we had a conversation with Russell Wilson, um, I gave my opinion in terms of where I think he should go. But do I think it's going to happen? No. I think the power struggle will continue, but I do think they will try to address that in free agency in terms of bringing in some offensive line players to help them push on. And that 29 million cap hit for me just doesn't make sense for them to do it now. But you could foresee it happening this time next year. 49ers, 1st of March, I'm going to make a prediction now. 49ers will draft Mac Jones from Alabama as their quarterback, um, and he will sit behind Jimmy G for a year. And Jimmy G will be moved next year because they won't get it. They won't get the trade that they want from now. So there's my wild uh, out there pick on the first of March, and uh, I still think they're a reasonably good team. So they'll be in play, and I'm not still not sure, sure what we'll see from Arizona. So I don't uh, like this camera angle, by the way. I don't very like competitive it. division, and the Rams for me are going to be a serious threat next year to go to the Super Bowl. Oh. <laughs> Oh, there's, there's, there's so much has been brought up there, boys. So, I, like, honestly, like, 
But just don't forget who I told you. That they, so when we're doing a live show on draft night and they pick a 12 and they pick Mac Jones, you're going to say, Geez, Have you seen the history of Mac Jones? He's Have you seen the history involved? There's a lot of history involved there and there's a lot of things in the background there. So I think it'd be a very interesting move if it happened, but we'll keep that talk for April. We have a couple more topics tonight, if you don't mind, boys. You still have time, yeah? All good. I know Love Island Australia started, Colin, but should I give us 10 minutes? <laughs> and we'll get started. Uh, big news. Uh, big fan of this player, to be honest, even though he did play for the Chiefs. Washington football team are expected to part with Alex Smith. Obviously, an incredible recovery from Alex Smith last year. and He's been quite vocal in regards to his time at Washington since um, since that happened. But, you know, at the end of the day, lads, it doesn't take away from the fact that he had a serious life-threatening injury and he, and, he, and he came back and fair play to him and it, it looks like his time with the team is ending uh colin do you think he'll end up anywhere because he, he obviously wants to play um i would take him in denver i mean um yeah look it's been a, an interesting kind of uh week uh, i suppose i think it was about a week ago he gave the the interview to to gq and he made some pretty explosive comments uh, about his time in washington and how uh, he didn't feel the team believed in him how they didn't really back him how um they either um kind of um pitied him or patronized him and that he i think the, the the words he used were he threw a wrench in their plans by coming back so uh a parting of the ways was probably always likely after um those comments and uh it that's that's what's come to pass so i would say that um I, he he in that GQ article he talked about wanting to continue to play. He said obviously he needed to to see what he was going to do and have a chat to his family. But um, Ian Rappaport said today to keep an eye on the Bears because of the link with Nagy. Um, and look, if if Alex Smith wants, I'm sure there could potentially be a job uh, down in Jacksonville um, to to act as a kind of a mentor to to Trevor Lawrence uh, there, uh, Florida. Also, um, nice uh, nice weather year round. Uh, you know, as you move towards the the tail end of your career, and again another state without. Um, state income tax so can be a good place to, to spend a, a few years but he showed last year that uh, he can still play uh, quarterback in the the league and if he's called upon he can do a job um, and certainly in in terms of looking around the, the league um, there are a couple of, of starters he would compete with and as a backup he would be one of the best backups to have and just a great guy to have on the roster and around the you know the, the locker room so I would expect there to be considerable interest in Alex Smith uh, whether that's as a, an outright number one or not, I don't know. But with the, the Bears being the Bears, yeah, he could be certainly a, a starter there. Um, doesn't come as a surprise. A few weeks ago when we were discussing free agency and we discussed the Washington situation, I said um, plan would be number one, trade for a quarterback in free agency. Uh, plan two, take a quarterback in the draft if they can move up. And plan three, go with with Smith, so they've made that decision now to move on. It doesn't come as a surprise. It's just a case of where he will end up now. I can't see where he will end up um, being a starter, with the exception probably of the Bears, and I know it's probably a very obvious one, and everybody's already talking about it tonight because of the Matt Nagy link with, from their time together in, in KC, in Kansas City. But um, I don't think the Bears will go with him. I think the Bears will look a different route. But So it's, it's hard to see where he will end up, and 
go in as a number one quarterback. So for me, he as, as Collins alluded, he'd probably end up being a backup, and by and large, he's probably the best backup around. Strangely enough, I wonder if Kansas City consider taking him back as as a as a backup. Mm. I mean, he's a guy that obviously served his time in Kansas City very well. It's a well like quarterback around the league. I mean, and it's admirable what he's been through as well, the comeback um, from from what he's done. I, I would love to have him as a backup for my team. If if yeah, he ends up if he ends up in Jacksonville, well then his agent needs to send a few quids as a commission to Colin because Colin has been pushing that Jacksonville move for about a month now. So Colin loves these states with no income tax. It, it, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Look, he did a fa- fantastic job, and I suppose part of that is because uh, I had to listen to uh, a quarterback right into Denver and say that it's not my job to be a mentor, and people nodded like you know their heads nearly fell off nodding going oh yeah he's dead right and then you look at uh you know what the likes of kurt warner say and what um the job that alex smith did with with the chiefs uh it absolutely is your your job to be a mentor it's part and parcel of being in in the league um you know so alex smith is just an all-around um you know good guy i would love to see it work out for him and he deserves uh, a a, a solid payday and very interested to see what he does afterwards because he's obviously super motivated and a, a vastly intelligent guy as well wouldn't be a bad backup in new york certainly oh. wouldn't yeah I, don't worry it did cross my mind today but it's funny you should say that earlier colin him, him trying to wrench into the situation in washington like in in you know when you reflect on it what's the alternative because Haskins is already gone, you know, a, a, you know, a number one, sorry, a draft pick in the first round, a bust. And then obviously Dionne kind of picked up on Tyler Honey towards the end of the season. Um, and he came in when, when Smith was injured. So it's not like they had a, you know, a, a lot of quarterbacks in the background that they could choose from. So in fairness, I don't, I think they did a, Smith a bit of a disservice to, to, you know, in terms of releasing them so quickly as, as they have done. Well, obviously it's not gone through officially, but it's, it's only a formality at this stage. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm just looking at the news about Ireland hosting the World Cup in eight years. Sorry, boys, sorry. It's, <laughs> it's all over the internet. Go, go look at it after this show. We've got one more. We've got one more thing well, to talk about here. Well, we have the vaccine, by then. Well, I already have, so that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. Will the NFL start and expand its schedule in 2021? Uh, this is the last topic tonight. Hopefully, it'll last until Friday, boys. Also, just before we just let, let's just very quickly. It would be great to chat to Alex Smith on the show. That would, that would be lovely. Can somebody sort that out for us, please? Yeah. Um, will the NFL start and expand the schedule in 2021? Peter King on his Monday morning column, column, God, column this morning was talking about the prospect of the 17th game being brought forward to this year. Because obviously you've got games like the Chiefs and the Packers. Money, 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 money. Let me just say this before we move forward. I am of the opinion. I, I'm actually of the opinion now that there's no way the London games are happening. Now, I didn't say this last week, so I'm just going to publicly say it now because Mark's not here to chastise me. Um, I want them to happen, but I don't think it's feasible because we're sitting in February, March time here, and I don't think it's feasible for the NFL to sort of that in that time frame. So I'm just going to say it now. If for me, it would look like they might do the 17 games column, but they'll do it in the, in, in the States for a year, and then it could be a fantastic way for, for games to, to be moved around the world next year, couldn't it? 
Yeah, um, well, looking at whether, whether the, the 17 game is the one that goes or not, but looking at what Peter King is saying, it seems like it's you know pretty much nailed on. I, I can't imagine um, Peter King would have dedicated that much uh, of uh, his uh, morning um, column to, to something that you know he hadn't um, had a decent um, you know conversation around. He is very, very well connected. Um, it would mean that the Super Bowl gets pushed back. Uh, so we wouldn't see the, the Super Bowl happening until mid-February. Um, it would also mean apparently this year that the AFC teams would likely host all of the, the additional games and the NFC teams would host all the additional games next year. Um, and according to Peter King, it would mean two games on uh, Christmas Day. Uh, so for for those of us who, um, you know, would like something else to, to watch uh, on... Uh, what do you mean? It'll be Boxing Day or St. Stephen's Day. Sorry, I know you boys say St. Stephen's Day. Some people up here say Boxing Day. So it would be for us, it would be handy enough because you get the food and then you sit down since you sit down and it goes into the 26th. So you crack them. Well, that, that Saints Vikings game was a cracker this year. Hey. Jesus, that was shocking. I haven't had an opportunity to read the, the, the article yet. And I'm, I'm interested to see, I suppose, is there a thought process because of the cap being reduced? This year, like last week when we spoke, when we spoke about it, you know, if they were doing things properly and, and not borrowing on potential revenue generated from years ahead, the cap would have hit 140. But obviously, they've earmarked with a side letter to put in another 30, 40 million. I wonder is there a fast forward to allow them to make the additional money because the way the the states is going at the moment and in terms of getting fans back into the stadium, by and large, most teams will be able to put 50, 60 percent of their fans into the stadiums come next season. You know, would be a great. So it's a great impetus for the league to get fans back in the stadium and an extra an extra week's worth of regular season games, which I'm not entirely sure what it's still. Was we are, as fans want to see more games, I don't know if that will enhance the product in the long run because we've seen teams in the past who are the number one seed mm. who are taking two or three weeks off. We discussed it around November at the time. It was the Steelers who were 11 and 0, and we were saying with them potentially getting the number one seed, it didn't play out that way. Would they be arresting players week 15, week 16, going then a week off, come the bye week, sorry, come the work hard week? You know, you could potentially be going a month before your team gets to play again. So, but look. It's a bit like Dublin, isn't it, Brian? I mean, it's a bit like watching Dublin. Yeah, I suppose it really only starts when we hit the quarterfinal. Yeah, Leinster needs to improve. Maybe the, the entire country needs to improve, but that's that's a conversation for later in the year. But no, that's <laughs> a different point. podcast. Look, as, 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 as a fan, I'm delighted. Look, who, like, it's a long enough off-season, so if the Super Bowl is going to be on Valentine's weekend, uh, Michael, you'll be snooker, but me, me and Colin will be fine. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I was waiting for that. Um, <laughs> any, anybody that knows me outside outside this, actually, boy, it's a different story outside in a minute, but anybody that knows me outside of this knows I'm a teacher, and anybody in Northern Ireland or the North or whatever knows the crack, knows that half-term is that week. So if I'm snookered, I don't know what you boys are. So it works out for me. It works out a treat. Also, I shout out to the lad in a village in Tyrone on Saturday night that um, was filling up his car wearing an Adam Phelan Vikings top and turned around, looked at me like I said, oh, well, I was like, right, and walked on. So shout out to you and shout out to everybody supporting the show. But yeah, I have no issue getting that off, you know, because I'm off work anyway that week. So we'll 
I'd ring your boss for you and see the crack. We'll leave it there. Uh, The plan, boys, when when are we back? People are asking questions. When are we back this week? What's the plan? Friday, but it'll probably be a Wednesday show because something else will break on Wednesday. And uh, breaking breaking news, we found Mark. (laughs) Did we? Oh, no, no, that that was realising. That's a joke. Um, Tell me this. Have we any special coverage coming up? Is there any guests or I think we've two special guests lined up. We just haven't decided when we're going to broadcast the shows. But uh, yes, so keep we've watching. got keep Ray Doxy and Barbara Best. Is that, is that who's coming on? Yeah, that, that's the plan. Marty Whelan <laughs> is one. <laughs> no, no, we have two really good guests lined up, and hopefully we'll be able to broadcast them towards the the back end of the week. And we're working on that, and all will be revealed when Magic Michael announces it later in the week. Sure. I had to announce it for my car park today, so hopefully it doesn't come to that again. But look, lads, good the chat is. And hopefully it doesn't happen in such crazy circumstances next time. But the big news tonight, obviously, JJ Watt has went to the Cardinals. If you're listening to our podcast, please like. You can't like a podcast. Please give us a rating and subscribe and share. Uh, and if you're watching us on Twitter, Facebook, etc., please share. Please retweet and like, etc. Thanks for your time, lads. See you later on. Cheers. See you later. Thank you.